Hey, I want to invite you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast and enjoying this content and are passionate about protection, you should know that we have an entire library of all of the protector symposiums that we've ever done uh, hosted at protectornation.com. You can go there and you can download those and you can watch every protector symposium we've had to date there online and you can learn protection tactics from the most, some of the most elite trainers in the world from the comfort of your own home. I think you'll be surprised about how much content we actually have there. Uh, It's very, very, very reasonably priced and you can upgrade your protection skills. Remember, protection is not all about the hard skills. 90% of it is all about the software, the programming, the way you see and move in the world to achieve a safer pattern of life. With that having been said, go to protectornation.com, join us there, learn from the best of the best. Now, enjoy the show. Boom, hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things. In a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked, learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Boom, what's up you guys? Byron Rogers here, another awesome podcast interview. We're gonna air this probably on the Protector Nation podcast. I've got Bon Bon here with me today, and I've been really excited to have her on the show for a few pretty awesome reasons. She's um, like a really tactically savvy female that I see out here doing things online, and um, I think she's a good example, kind of inspirational, you know, like some you see out there doing it, and you're kind of like, okay, cool, but she's like at a level that I kind of would like to see more women in the world at with regards to tactical skills. There's a certain energy that she brings to what she's doing, you know, like as a combatant, when I train, um, it's not a game to me. You know what I mean? Like it's not a sport, even though I am doing a sport in many cases, but I, I pick a lot of that up when she's like getting after it. There's an intensity there. There's an, a level of understanding and um, efficiency there. And I feel like if we can, all learn these protection skills, we can make the world a better place. And Bon Bon exemplifies what I, I, I think I really respect in a female protector. So wanted to have this conversation with her and bring her out and introduce her to the tribe. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, we were talking about America and all that stuff, but to like kind of slightly switch lanes, how did you, what got you into this tactical space? Like what got you excited? and and willing to devote the time it takes to get good at these things. Yeah, so it, it didn't start like that. So I went through a pretty bad um, divorce. Yeah. Uh, so without going too much in it, there I have like a, there's a restraining order still in place. There was a criminal protection order. 
So that's how it started. So I purchased my first gun and I did like my, you know, the standard uh, test to kind of be able to be proficient, (laughs) which is, uh, but after, after a while, I think I just got in touch with like a few people that kind of went shooting and did classes. And I realized I owned a gun, but I never really took any actual classes to be proficient. I reached out to a friend, asked for contacts in, um, at the time I was still living in California. So I asked for some contacts for good instructors and I reached out to one. I did my first class and I think that's what my first class with him. So this is first defense USA, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, good dude for sure. Yeah. My first class with him and I was like, okay, um, I need to just, I need to get into this. I need to be proficient. I need to learn. If I want to be able to defend myself, my daughter, um, I need to know how to be good at it. And one class is not enough. So I I dedicated myself and I committed myself at the time to go. And I think I was going every, gosh, every two weeks with him. Wow. Okay. Two weeks. And then sometimes it would be every three weeks. And I did that for a good, gosh, what was it, May? For a good year. Year and a half, I think. Wow. Until I moved to Texas. Mm. And I'm here in uh, July. Gosh, it's been a year and a half now. I've been here a year and a half. So, and the the thing is, the more I trained, the more classes I took, Mm. the more, even until today, like now I go to the range twice a week on my own time. And, um, but, and I take classes, um, but the more I train, okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the cat's like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, so the more I train, the more I realize that I'm like, I feel inadequate, if that makes yeah. sense. So, and I don't know, I just took it upon myself because I see people out there carrying, you know, concealed carry every day, but they don't take classes. Right. And, you know, having taken BCQB, low light, um, I did a few other classes. I did some tech med. Um, it's just you realize, I mean, you know, when you start putting all different scenarios in place and working around vehicles and, you know, with, around other people and everyone is kind of in line and you have to pay attention to everything around you. It's like, I don't know how people can carry without training because like anything happens outside or you're at a gas station yeah like do you know you know what's going on around you like you could seriously injure an innocent person yes and you could just important it's ridiculously important so when people ask me they're always like what gun should i buy i'm like well most all of them go bang these days most of them it's really kind of like what training, like what training are you going to really dedicate yourself to for like mm-hmm. s- at least six months after you buy this gun or before, <laughs> you know? No. Yeah. That's why, that's why like I, I have um, a block 19, I have yeah. a 4X um, and I don't, my money goes on training. Yeah. And so that's where I invest my money and where I invest my time. Um, right. You, you you kind of get a good weapon that you know as a workhorse that you like that you can depend on and then you just start hammering through the courses exactly 
And you said some good things in there. Like um, the more I train, the more I realize I don't, I, how imperfect I, I am. Like I realize that there are levels, you know, like. Um, so many levels. Yeah. And it's, I, you start adding on to them and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, this is stuff that's like the, the close, like even doing some force on force. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's the real stuff right there. And it's, yep. it's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is no one, like no one trained, not many people trained this, but that's right. that eyes to the real, the, the, the possibilities and the risks out there and why it's so important. Right. Yeah, you know? no, force on force is huge. You spend all this time at the range and then you do force on force and you end up doing nothing that you did at the range. And you're like, what have I even been doing with my life? Yeah, exactly. So that's why, to me, that's how I see it. The more I train, the more I feel like I need to train to get better. Yeah. Be go around it. Yeah. Is there another feeling also though, that like, as when you leave your house and you're geared up and you have all your stuff, is there another feeling as well of competence and confidence and knowing what you're capable of that you take away from this lifestyle? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like now, uh, before it was just having a gun on me and mm. people feel like they're safe. Uh, but now I feel like I can do what I can. I, I'm doing what I should do and what I can to be able to protect myself, my daughter, and right. even people around me. You know, yeah. if you're in a situation in public, you know, at least I know that I, I'm doing everything I can to not just protect myself and my daughter, but you or anyone that's around me. That um, so definitely it comes with more self-confidence and um, feeling safer. And mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to instill that in my daughter too, because um, I did. I also took a um, ECQC skill builder class with my um, my buddy, and he owns a company in uh, Florida, Paradox Training. And I did my level one with him. And that also opened my eyes to, you can have a gun on you, but you know, if you're, if you have a, a really big guy that, you know, could jump you from out of the blue, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> It's his gun. <laughs> what are you going to do? So that's why I started, um, I started jujitsu uh, before, I think in December or November is when I had my first class. So I'm getting into jujitsu now too, to just not train with the weapon, but train my body as well. This so. is awesome. This is awesome. I mean, it's the full spectrum. You've already mentioned a few things, the firearms, the medical, the hand-to-hand combatives. Um, would you say one of the things I always talk about is like protection is such an organic piece of like being a female as well i know men are so much like we provide we protect and we're designed for that but i i see like in the world women are hunted more than men and women are alone and vulnerable more often (laughs) and like you know walking their you know women and children are not with their men during the day or they don't even have a man in their life what would you say about that and how this way of life kind of has impacted that or what would you just say about that i guess yeah, that that's the other reason why I decided to take this on because after the divorce, you know, it was just me and my daughter, and it's um, I like doing things alone. I 
I go hiking alone. I used to go to Joshua Tree and kind of climb rocks on my own um, with nobody around or um, just different, you know, I like going places. And like I said, if it's just me going around on my own, whether it's during the day, at night, and with a little kid on the side. um, Like I was talking to my daughter um, a few weeks ago, says, you know, women are attacked, you know, because we feel like we're more vulnerable, weaker, and uh, we can be overpowered. And it's just, it's just a fact, you know, that the data shows that. So, mm-hmm. and that's another reason why being able to protect yourself is really important. Um, mm-hmm. And that contributed to like me kind of getting on, being on this journey. Um, yeah. It's, so, it's, yeah, di- different ways to conceal too. Like he doesn't, I like I like that I'm able to like um, not appear like someone that carries or like this typical you know the stereotype of someone who like carries yeah. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> there is the whole like there's that whole gun like culture look yeah. gear clothing you know I I'm the same way I try to look like a dude like as much as I my clients are like hey if you wear a suit we'll fire you you need to look like a dude so I'm like okay cool cool I can be a dude you know so it's pretty awesome I think I I and and of course like now there's all these little like I don't know I feel like tactical guys kind of ruined some of it you know like the plaid shirt thing was really cool but now (laughs) We know if you're wearing plaid, you got a gun. Like, you guys it's ruined it. So many memes out there about that. Yes, like the tactical guys start a pack. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're 1022 out. You're 511 head to toe. I love 511. I wear 5'11 jeans every day of my life. Right. <laughs> but, well, these ones, I mean, you know, they, they fit me, you know, so so they look like normal jeans, but, and, and they're my, the best jeans ever, but you know what I mean? These guys, you know, so then everyone gets like an avatar, a look, and then we know who's who in the zoo. Um, and I think for women, it might be a little more difficult. And this is the feedback I get from mine and all the stuff is just like, you guys have wear more form fitting clothing. I mean, now we do too, but you guys wear more form fitting clothing. So like this breaches the conversation of how do you carry? How do you suggest carrying? What are some of your favorite ways to do it? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we spoke about before. Um, yeah. I like wearing dresses, skirts, and I recently. And being girly. <laughs> being girly, right? Like being yeah. feminine. Yeah. So, I like going to the range and like getting dirty, but I like being a girl too and wearing, you know, nice clothes and heels. Right. Yeah. So I did a couple of videos recently because I used to do a lot of like kind of dry firing, showing ways to yeah. carry. People have been asking me, well, can you show us what that looks like at the range, like a light mm-hmm. fire? Yeah. So I did a videos recently of wearing, like, for example, this, this is one way. Yeah. So this is this uh, belt by Comfort Concealment that, I mean, it's, you know. Clear. 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 Uh, and with the, and I like it because it allows you to use a Kydex holster. Yeah. Not, and uh, which is for safety. And, you know, this is one of my favorite ways and it, it works with crop tops. So wow. uh, if it's, let me see. Yeah, it works with crop tops too. So literally... And one of my videos I did was with the, this way here. So it just literally sit. And this belt, you can use it under leggings. You can put it up high. Yeah. 
sort of tops or anything. Um, that's one way. Uh, another way, I'll have to get up to this. This is uh, so awesome. This, I mean, it's it's. I didn't see anything or any printing or anything. Well, and, yeah. Well, and that's the other way that I like carrying too is uh, these thigh holsters too. Awesome. And this one, because it's not a Kydex, yeah. I'll add a um, trigger guard to this. Oh, nice. So a minimalist holster. And then you can just throw it in that strap right there. and Throw it in the strap. And it's literally, you know, and I did I did my last reel, I think, is carrying this way while I'm wearing a, um, a dress. Awesome. Does... Oh, and, yeah. um, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, that... Um, we can still wear like be girly. We don't have to sacrifice um, the way we dress, and I think that puts off a lot of women uh, because they're like, "Oh, but I can't carry in these clothes or those clothes." But you know, you can. Just you have to be safe, and you have to. The most important thing you have to practice, and you have to train. Yes, uh, and that's why I dry fire with it, and I've been going to the range just to practice it to show that it, it can be done. You know, and you can be safe and you can be proficient with it. Right. I love it. And what would you say about one question when with the inside of the leg carry, does that do you feel like that's secure? Like, does it like rub against your leg and stuff like that? Or is that kind I, of it may depend on body type, too. Yeah. Uh, so it comes in different sizes. And mm. this some women might say that it may slide down. But this particular one here, which is by uh, Can Can Concealment. It actually comes with a garter belt. Mm -hmm. that, oh, sweet. So you just tie it up here and it has, you know, straps that keeps the, the holster up. In place. It may, it may rub sometimes. It, it really depends on body type. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's something that you may want to try. And I think Dean Adams official has their own um, carry shorts. Mm. Uh, so that's another way. And, you know, some women wear like use belly bands. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think these two are my favorite ways when I'm wearing kind of outfits like this. Otherwise, yeah. I'm standard, um, I'll wear my standard holster. So all I have to do is just remove it from the belt here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. It... Remove it from the belt and I can just wear this on, you know, whatever Sweet. pants I'm wearing on the belt. So, yeah. Awesome. What do you think? So this one gives people lots of different options, which I think is super dope. What would you say about off-body carry for females, the purse carry and things like that? So purse carry, I'm not a big, I'm not a big supporter of it. Yeah. There could be, I don't know, if you're going to like an event or something where you have no other way. Mm -hmm. But if you carry, that may be an option. The only thing with purse carry is that you don't realize that's off body. That's that's an object that you're carrying. Anyone can easily snatch your purse off of you. Right. You may restaurant, you leave your purse down. It's not that means you're carrying a gun, but it's not on you. Your attention, like if, if you're leaving your purse down. So if you're carrying in a purse, wherever you go, that has to go with you. Right. You leave that person attended, um, that's negligence right there. So it's so that's why I'm not a big proponent of it. I mean, yes, you can train like drawing from it, being efficient, mm -hmm. 
risk comes with that being on you at all times uh, yeah. and it easily can be snatched easily can be forgotten or left unattended and in the, it could be in the presence of children or anyone so yeah I'm order of it i've done it uh yeah. but i when i do it that stays attached to me like yeah <laughs> it's an extension of you it's kind of yeah and it, but there are options that i've seen people wear like the crossbody kind of little bags that are right here and right. i mean those work those yeah work. so you just have to, yeah you got to look at options like if it has something that's kind of a crossbody that stays on you and mm-hmm. it's kind of accessible i've seen those i've seen a several people and friends that use them and they i like i actually like those yeah i don't personally have one um yeah, yeah. no i agree with you 100 you can set it down someone can walk up and pick it up kids can get into it um you're already probably under 200 pounds in most cases guys can take grab you by the straps and just you know um yeah it's a little bit more hazardous and opens you up to more risk um carrying your weapon off body that's something i've always kind of thought you know and your purse is a target yeah (laughs) um that's why i prefer to find ways to carry on me explore Mm -hmm. different ways to carry on me versus that would be like a last last resort um but it comes with like i said you have to know what you're doing and um you have to know the risks that come with carrying off what would you say about these uh, over your left shoulder on the wall over there? I see some uh, Ipsic targets. Some, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people think, and I was telling someone um, this in the gym this morning, you know, she was like, I want to get into shooting. And it was a mother daughter couple uh, pair. And they were like talking about it. And, and um, I was suggesting one of my buddies, Fabio, who does my own defender course. It's a six month course. You go one Saturday per month, but he gives you dry firing drills all through the week on online platforms. So he's literally kind of coaching you. And I think it's just amazing because my experience is you get better through your dry firing and then you confirm at the range, (laughs) you know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm, I did some dry firing last night. um, Yes. And, um, but yeah, absolutely. Like the, um, Dry firing goes to a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't help you with what live fire does, but the mechanics, right? Uh, all the mechanics, everything that you need to like learn and practice that will help you at the range during live fire. That's where it's, that's, I think that's where it's at. Like to me, it right. helped me obviously with just getting all the mechanics down to the point where when I'm at the range live firing, you can see huge difference. Oh yeah. It's just whether it's reloads, whether it's like drawing and making sure that that red dot is on target or yep. uh, different mechanics or reloads, uh, manipulations, um, which mm-hmm. I was, I would train and train all the time, dry firing. But I think an example is like, I was big on like, I when I did my ECQC skill builder class, mm-hmm. And I know ECQC, just for everyone else, can you define that? Tell them what it is real quick. Um, it's extreme close quarter battle. There it is. 
or so yeah the skill builder class so are you so, are you doing that with shivworks with craig so, so that one it, the ecqc is shivworks but my buddy uh ruben that through the company paradox training does the mm-hmm. skill builder one and two class that's taken from i'm pretty sure and he'll tell me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure it's taken from uh shivworks curriculum he just does the skill builder and they're they work you know they work to work together with it so nice sorry then, for the interruptions all right go oh. back to back to what you were saying yeah so i was just saying that one of the things that i was like practicing a lot was malfunctions like tap rack or whether it's uh, clearing the magazine and it was during one of the my class that i had with him that i think that's what at the end kind of saved me is that um i managed i was able to pick up the gun in the fight and there was a malfunction and I didn't even know I did it until I saw the video. Yeah. It was thing. And that comes from dry fire and continuous, you know, practicing and training. So I, that's why I think, yeah, although dry firing is only take, gets you to a certain point, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to get to, to get you to where you like, if you're on a, on a, on a training path, yeah that's huge 100 getting all of the actions to where they're just i mean i don't want to use the term muscle memory everyone hates that term now but like you guys know what i'm talking about you guys know you know like getting everything to where it's close to automatic you know getting good reps in so that you actually have um you know good software written in your mind so that it's it's easy you go to the range and there are a lot of things you have to get right in order to present that weapon, draw, present that weapon and get it on target and be accurate. There actually are a lot of things, but like your race to becoming efficient is really about how many of those things can you integrate to the point where you don't have to focus on any of those things to, before you pull the trigger, <laughs> you know, and dry firing you get more reps doing those things. So then you start to be like, okay, cool. I'll just focus on the dot now, <laughs> you know? Actually, you said it really well. That's exactly, when you're at the range, your focus should be on the target, on getting those hits mm-hmm. on target. everything else. Yeah. You can practice dry firing and it becomes kind of like second nature where you don't have to worry about it when you're at the range. 100%. No, I love it. And it gets you familiar with your equipment to where you're more comfortable. I, I find, and I'll ask you about this too, um, some female shooters might struggle with some um, just not being comfortable or being scared or different things like that. I feel like you can fight that with experience, with a little bit of with competence and familiarity. I'm also one of those like immersion guys, you know, like, oh, you're scared of snakes? Well, let's get a bucket of snakes for this guy. <laughs> like I'm that guy. Oh, you're scared of, uh, of elevators? Let's just get them on the elevator. <laughs> you know, and, uh, fear. <laughs> yeah, it works. It's actually it's clinical. <laughs> but you know, what would you say to women that are maybe like, well, I would love to have this ability, this superpower, this equalizer at my uh, fingertips, but like I'm scared. You know, what would you say to that? I I mean I get that being scared and i i know that a lot of women feel like they're i think it could be like maybe they don't want to feel embarrassed because they're going to a class where they feel like maybe majority of men yeah they feel like they maybe may feel out of place mm-hmm. they may 
feel like they're not going to perform well, so they'll feel embarrassed or scared. Uh, but that's how you get proficient. Or if you're really, it depends. Like how strong is your desire to be be good, to be able to defend yourself? Um, you you'll do whatever it takes. So mm-hmm. or you need to be okay with sucking. To being to to being embarrassed to yeah. you know to just not perform well if you want to get better yeah and I've done it I mean yeah you know I was it can be intimidating and I know it because I especially at the beginning a lot of classes I would take were you know all guys and they were proficient and I felt intimidated going in because I'm like oh I'm not you know. I'm not going to do good or, but then you realize that going to these classes, no one's actually going to look at you. No one cares. Everyone's there to learn. Everyone's there to learn something. And everyone is really, really um, supportive towards each Mm -hmm. other. So it doesn't matter if you're a woman, if you don't have experience, just go for it. Um, You'll find that, you know, people are willing to help and, you have to be okay. You have to embrace the suck, I guess. That's I, I use yes. that. <laughs> no, yeah. it's good. It's awesome. You got to embrace it. That's the only way to move forward. Yeah. So, be yeah. okay with sucking. Be okay. And I mean, it is like a very masculine dominated, envi- dominated environment. You know, I hope to see more women in this space because I feel like they really need it. You know, um, I an equalizer out women you know children you know people that are older you know guns no matter who it is if they have a weapon and they know how to use it it's 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 an equalizer um and 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 i'm not as much of a target when i'm walking to my car (laughs) you know late at night it just i'm not (laughs) i don't have you know the world's most valuable one of the world's most valuable resources you know necessarily so yeah it's like would you that's the thing is like you can focus on being afraid or you can yeah. focus on, you know, getting out there yeah. and efficient. And if anything happens, being prepared, you, then you'll, prepare, you'll be prepared. So, yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a level of esteem and confidence that I find once that competence is, once you know, you're at a certain level of capability, there's a confidence that comes from that. Uh, uh, um, an ability to really actually like appreciate who you are and what you bring. And like you were talking about in the beginning of this conversation, like as an asset, you know, you're an asset to, to contributing to a safer environment in the room. Like, you know, you're sitting in a Starbucks, no one else knows, but you know what you can do, you know, what you bring to the table. And that's an amazing feeling to be able to like bring to the world, whether they appreciate it or not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it also helps through the, different training it helps with being aware of your surroundings which before I was horrible at it before I'm I'm (laughs) at it now but it comes with you know wherever you go you you start thinking about you start thinking about that you start looking Mm -hmm. around you Mm -hmm. you pay attention so and um you know I I have so much to learn you know I'm out Mm -hmm. there training and I record myself because video to me is a good thing to, because you see where you like, where you're lacking, mm-hmm. 
improve and I look at it again and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do this? I'm like, I'm better than that. What? You're like, what the hell? It's like, you know, all the time. So yes. yeah, and I just have so much to learn and that's why I'm out yeah. there. Um, because that's the journey. That's the journey. And it's not, but you know, one thing I always want to talk about when I mention the journey is the destination's awesome, but, but like on the way there, you get more confidence, you get more, you feel better about yourself. Like the, the journey itself is awesome as well. You know what I mean? Um, it is also interesting too, like you were saying with the training thing is like, now that you're doing this extreme CQB uh, close quarters training, like you're understanding distance and capabilities. And like you said, when a dude is in your space, you kind of know, like I could get away. These are the weapons I could use at this distance. This is what I need to use at this distance. Like you start to, the world changes and opens up to you. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was like, do it because I did I did it with the with the guy who was like I don't know I mean I'm like 105 pounds and he was mm-hmm. going double me so and I literally I couldn't move yeah and you I started thinking I'm like man if this is like real life I'm dead mm-hmm. I just I have no way I can't get my gun he accessed my gun and he was that was it yeah I, I, so but yeah, it opens your, it opens your mind. You realize, yeah, it, like, man, I'm going to do something about this. Yes. That's the right mentality. And that's kind of one of the other things that I, I always try to broach with the tactical protection reviews and the things that I drop that are like, here's a little microdose of trauma. Here's some reality. Here's some violence. And here's maybe some ways that might help you. But what I love about what you just said is, now that you understand the reality, okay, so a guy who's twice my body weight gets a hold of me, and it's pretty much the end of the fight. You understand your force use of force continuum. Okay, I absolutely can't let him touch me. If it's going to be disparity of force, whatever my reason is going to be, I'm going to have to use my force multipliers long before he can get his hands on me. You know, and that one bit of understanding is what can save your life. You know, whereas you might have assumed because, you know, you're watching some, you know, uh, you know, Wonder Woman movie or something that you could fight him or do something, you know, and and then now he's got his hands on you and you're in a situation, you know, like having a realistic reality is the drug. Reality is the thing we need more of. Reality is what we need to build our our combatives off of, you know, and I think that's awesome. So if anyone feels intimidated or scared. I mean, that dose of reality is going to wake them up and like, you got to do something about it. Get over your fear and just get into it. And And get into it. And understand your, your battle, your tactics, you know, okay, I need to understand blades, guns, because I'm not a very physically potent person. So you know how to fight your battle and defend yourself. The rules are a little bit different for me. But the person who avoids the dojo where you learn, that's the person who's most vulnerable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You're just as dangerous if you fight your war the way you need to, as if I fight mine. You know, in fact, a lot of people don't see women as combatives, which makes it even more dangerous, (laughs) you know? Um, So, but it's just the reality is where you have to build, you know, what you can do from, which is so cool. 
I find you inspirational uh, and where you've been able to get yourself to in terms of your competencies. And I hope that more people will follow you and, and do the same for sure. And more ladies for sure, because I think it'll make the world safer. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just hoping to, I mean, I just, you know, whatever I, on my Instagram is just, it's what I like doing. Mm -hmm. Now, if it inspires even one person to carry, to train, hey, I'm happy. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I'd love to see more women out there, like you said, um, really train, really understand that it's how important it is. Train, yeah. go, you know, be your own self-defender. That's what everyone always uses. It's true. And yeah. not just you, but, you know, for your kids, for your family, for, um, mm -hmm. and I, to like inspire my little girl, especially that she mm -hmm. sees training that I am doing what I can, you know, talking to her too about jujitsu because I had her in jujitsu for a while and then she got really tired of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we moved to Texas, so it kind of stopped. But and I'm telling her like, what do you what are you gonna do if someone attacks you from like the back? And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna kick them in the private parts. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Not going to be able to move an inch an inch of your body to be able to do that so mm -hmm. so i i take her with me when i go now hoping that mm -hmm. she, you know want to hop in she will <laughs> yeah you're leading by example it's so the way you know i love that and what about and so did was it the, the uh cqc experience the post quarter combative experience that sparked this jujitsu uh training Absolutely. I mean, friends of mine that have been doing it have been telling me to start doing it way before my skill class, but the it was the real it was the reality of that class that really got me thinking that I need to start. And I still sat on it mm -hmm. for a of course <laughs> class in uh, July and November. So you know, I'm guilty of it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely that class was part of the um, getting me into jujitsu. And doing classes in jujitsu made me realize, oh my gosh, I'm like, I suck at this. I gotta, I gotta do something about it. Yes, no, it's the truth. That's what the dojo did you. Like, people are like, oh, you guys think you're so cool. You go to the gym, or you think you're so cool. You train. It's like, no, I know how much I suck. That's why I train so much. I just, I just know. You don't know because you don't go out there. You think you're cool. I know. <laughs> you know that I. I that's the thing. I don't think I'm going out there because I'm cool. I'm going out there because honestly, I feel like I suck, and I need yeah. to. Get you suck less <laughs> yeah and it helps it helps you suck less that's why yeah. it's so good and the thing one of the huge things about jujitsu like it helps you understand how to use your body it helps you understand how to use your lower body which is the stronger part of your body um there are huge advantages you know people sometimes ask me like what martial arts are good or bad and i just say like the ones you do <laughs> the ones you, like master something master something you know um and you but you do notice that there are certain combatives that you see in mma you know there are certain combatives that you see being used uh one of the things i like about krav i'm not necessarily saying i don't think any martial arts the ultra martial art of you know i don't want to fight i don't want to break the internet guys i'm just saying there's certain things for each one of them i like like 
uh, Krav, I love that they're about achieving a very high level of violence very quickly. Attack the attacker. I think that's a huge principle when it comes to surviving on the streets. You don't fight, you have to fight, right? Um, Jiu-Jitsu is amazing. Muay Thai is amazing. You know, um, I like these kind of three primary top three. But um, this is awesome. Sweet. Last few closing questions as we get, get downrange. California versus Texas. Real, I just have to ask, like, how do you feel after the move? Or there, would you do it again? You know, I'm maybe considering it. What's up? So when I first moved here, I <laughs> changed my license plate as soon as I could. That's what I heard. <laughs> I was actually embarrassed driving around with, I love California. The state is beautiful. I love it. I miss state it. Is. Yeah. It's just, yeah. There are other things. That we there are, yeah, but I, I love the state. My daughter misses it too. But um, yeah, it was like moving here to like a smaller town. And mm -hmm. like, you know, someone seeing like a California license plate, I'm like, oh, great. Another California trying to ruin my state and voting liberal. <laughs> yeah, 100%. My buddy moved to Alabama. He said the same thing. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I was going to send him one of my hats. And they're like flat billed in the back. And he was like, I don't know, man. He's like, it's real California looking. He's like, someone thinks you're from California down here. You might get into a fight. <laughs> He's like, you got to kind of lay low, man. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. Which I completely get it, which is why we're moving. <laughs> you know, which is why many of us leave anyway. So, But yeah, like I said, I love California. It's like, I got to go back in the spring for mm -hmm. a visit. Um, it's just, yeah, Texas is just, um, I love it here. You know, nice. a lot more, especially if you're, you know, into shooting and protecting yourself, it's just a lot more freedoms um, when it comes to that. Awesome. So, yeah. I love it. Freedoms when it comes to protection, 100%. I'm, I'm so jealous about the things you guys can buy and have. Um, yeah, and <laughs> even just the fact that you can go to the range and train the way, you know, freely. Yeah. And, it's amazing and i couldn't do some things in california that i can do here yeah 100 and protection is an organic function of a mother it's something that i think if you're not if you're not seeing how this should play into your life maybe you're not really realistically looking at your pattern of life your role when it comes to people depending on you you have to be able to protect so it's awesome to hear you prioritize it so much what is the hardest lesson you've learned on your training journey? Gosh, the hardest? <laughs> most difficult part. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I have a most difficult, just because it's been so, um, like it's evolving. I think when I, I did a um, VCQB class and... I mean, that opened my eyes and it was the VCQB verse and, and we did force on force. Mm -hmm. So I think not difficult per se, but it's been the biggest lesson um, in terms of how crucial and important it is to train because, you know, looking at all the data they had, and I did this with the centrifuge training, um, mm -hmm. at all the data they have is that, you know, I mean, it's mainly based on officers, okay? But, you know, you know, civilians like me attend classes too. And most of the time, if anything happens, it's going to happen, you know, outside, whether it's gas stations or around cars. Mm -hmm. 
And it's, I think it's been the biggest lesson opening my eyes to the importance of training realistic situations versus just at the range, range, you know, static environment. It's that Mm -hmm. dynamic environment that's been the biggest lesson and made me realize how much I didn't know that I need to know. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. That's great. I, I, I've been thinking of it lately as there's like clean courses and like range time where you're just shooting at your targets. Maybe you're doing, you know, but you're not doing anything dynamic. You're not doing force on force. I have a an EPCQB uh, course coming up. We're going to do one man, two man, and then we're going to do force on force. We just ran one of my teams through the shoot house and put the force on force element in there with uh, Airsoft. And we like rewrote multiple things like we changed multiple ttps in one day because it's like it's like there's shooting at the range without force on force is just like hitting the heavy bag it's like okay you think you're really good because you're just hitting the heavy bag force on force is sparring so like this is where you actually learn what you what how good you really are you know yeah we had like there were like it's kind of like a square where you have cars on each corner and people Mm -hmm. behind each car on each corner and you all had to attack a certain target and but you don't just go you got to look someone else if you're pointing the gun and you have someone that side this side and only you can only fit so many people behind the vehicle and to the point where you're safe you're behind you know cover and concealment (laughs) so that's all stuff that made you real oh my gosh no matter how good you think you are do some Mm -hmm. force open your eyes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And there's a lot of chance in combat. That's why people who understand violence don't want to fight you. It's always the people who don't understand violence that want to <laughs> try it out. You know, that's good stuff. That was a great. That was a great answer to that question. Uh, what would you say has been maybe your proudest or greatest achievement on your protector protector journey? Honestly, I think it's just my um, discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and determination to get to it. It's, I may not feel motivated to mm. go. I'm, I mean, I love it, but no, someday yeah. not. But I think I just, I'm proud of the fact that I keep disciplined and determined to keep going and keep learning because yeah. I know a never ending journey. And yeah. uh, so I think that's it. It's just, I'm proud of the fact that I'm, that I can do that but also open to learning other ways. Like I said, maybe getting into jujitsu. And um, I think that's probably it. Um, yeah. Just keep at it. Yeah. The journey itself is rewarding. It's interesting. I mean, you're a protector. It seems like by nature, I always talk about the protection DNA. So for, I think, so for you, as you're on this journey and you're learning these new skills and you're learning about yourself, it's like interesting. It it feeds you something like going and training and being in the crucible and all these things that it feeds us something that we then get to walk around with and carry out into life with and serve people with if needed, which it's interesting. It takes on a momentum of its own, I guess. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, it's a weird, it is a weird like feedback cycle. It's like the more you train, like I said, like you, you come out of it more confident, but also more, more aware of the fact that you just not, it's just not enough. It's kind mm. of 
kind of a double edge kind of confidence goes up, but also you're like, ah, but I'm like, I still suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird relation, but that's that's exactly what it's like. That's hilarious. But then also you also know how hard it is too. Like Mm, someone pulls out a gun and you know they're trying to get combative it's like i know how hard it is to actually do this effectively like so you have an edge there too yeah it's i mean you sh- i've had so many embarrassing moments mm-hmm. at the rent. like it's it's crazy and like yeah i'm like how am i not able to hit this target it's like i'm i'm not even far away from it and it's just <laughs> You know, when you start adding all the things you're learning and putting them together and it's like you start overthinking and your brain just goes. Yeah, (laughs) so it it happens like, yeah, I do things that I'm not proud of that. I'm like, I should be getting this. I should be doing this. But and that's why that's why we keep training, too, because just to get over that. That last mistake, right? Yeah. No, good stuff. Well, I love it. I um I think it's awesome to see you and others like you out there starting to get into the game. Not starting, but just on your own journey as protectors, you know, and like showing the ladies that you can do this, you can still look awesome, be feminine and still be lethal uh and protect your family and all that stuff. So I think it's pretty it's pretty amazing. So, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah this has been an amazing conversation thanks for your time any last messages to the ladies out there before we get out of here just suck it up and get out and train stop thinking about it just do it because yeah yeah, i mean i think that's it (laughs) yeah no i love it any messages to the men out there any thoughts Uh, dudes maybe dudes are watching us wondering about training i don't know I don't know. I mean, the, the same, same for them. Just, yeah. you know, uh, everyone has their own limitations, whatever it is, right. but if you have the chance and you carry, just get out there. And I'm like, all the guys in that I trained with, they've been amazing. They've been such a huge part of my, of my journey. So, mm. um, I don't know, just, I think for everyone, I always say just train and mm. help and, help others in their journey to, you know, yeah. to a mentor to them. Everybody goes through stuff. So everybody has their fears and um, mm-hmm. just, you know, help, help them on their journey. hundred percent. I agree with you. Don't be like, be a cool person, be a good person, help people on their journey, contribute. And uh, it's the training that makes a difference, not your background. I mean, your background is a great starting point, but it's really what you're doing, what you can do today, which comes down to what you've been doing, like in your lifestyle. Like you said, you go to the range twice. I think you said two times a week. Like that's, that's lifestyle. It's more than just a job. It's lifestyle. So it's an honor. Thanks again, Bon Bon. I hope you guys will go and follow her and see her awesome content and get it out there. And um, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's an honor. Boom. That's where we'll cut it. Sweet. So my dudes will come on here. Hold on one second. Hey, Arch, at the beginning of this, when she mentions her ex, we'll just clip that part. Maybe just the part where she says, you know, where I'm like, hey, what got you started in this? And then we'll just have, you know, I had a rough divorce or something like that. And we'll cut it right there. Probably good. Good idea. (laughs)
You good with that? Yeah. Okay. And then I can send it to you when we're done and you can double check and make sure it's good because mm -hmm. the last thing I want is to start some kind of drama. Uh, it's drama's already there. It's just how <laughs> much worse can it get? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then if you need anything, you know, if you ever need anything, you know, you can call, you can call me anytime. So appreciate it. 100%. And um, sweet. So that's it. All right. You will get this thing knocked out and uh, awesome. Stay on your journey. And I'm sure I'll see you out there training at some point, somewhere. Yes. Or hopefully you'll come train with us. Driving, contact driving. I don't know if you ever crash cars, but that's that's one of the things we do that no one else does. Sounds awesome. <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon. Take care, Mama. Thank you. Bye. Later. Yo, ladies and gents. Little cheat code, the latest and greatest. Don't hate us because you ain't are not us. Anyways, check it out. My C-A-M-C-K is a great tool to make any weapon that you have sitting in your safe woo, into much more formidable tool, right? Multiple points of contact, throw it right on optic on the top. Uh, you got a little light there. You got thumb rests. You can adjust them to fit your so if you haven't seen them, check out C-A-A-M-C-K. Take those pistols you have in your safe to the next level. Boom. Yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, you'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, also go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, that helps. That helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.